are recording. So, my name is Wilson Holtz, and this is our, uh, I don't know, we don't have a title. <laughs> uh, we, don't, we don't have a title just yet for the name of this podcast, but... Um, we're just going to have to come back and edit that in. Yeah, we're not editing. We're just going to let it play. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what's your name, and who are you, and where are you from? Let's start there. My name is Megan. I'm an LA-based yoga instructor. Um, just continuing the conversations, doing my anti-racism work, and part of that includes chats with Wilson. Right. Really keeping this momentum going, and talking about all the facets. So let's just talk about what got us into what what we, okay so today is i don't know what today is it's june 30th i think <laughs> today is june 30th and we are a little over one month away from the tragedy that happened in minneapolis with george floyd so from that moment i think a lot of people in our culture have been spurred uh, motivated into action for us we've been having these conversations for a really long time and I think that what we decided to do was to record them and to provide them as content to people if they are interested in listening yeah you know it really kind of came about like you said this is this, these are conversations that we had just because we're friends <laughs> mm -hmm. um, these are conversations that we felt we wanted to discuss and in discussing them we started getting others that would come to us with certain questions and then in discussing those and we decided we wanted to kind of share share those discussions since so many people are coming to each of us about a lot of the topics that we were already discussing within, within our, our own, our, our yeah, own, within our our own, own spaces, conversations. Yeah. Um, and so it's just been kind of, it's just kind of grown from there. And, and I think it's something that we wanted to ultimately just have a space where these conversations are continuing. Continuing. Have a space where, where those that are searching for resources or um, answers to some of these questions or opinions from, from people that maybe they know. This is, this is our way of contributing to that. So for those listening, obviously, because this is gonna be a listening piece of content, um, we're in sunny Los Angeles, California. Right now we're outside and we're in the uh, USC area, so any uh, ambient noise that you hear is the city of Los Angeles kind of doing its thing in the background, the wind. Uh, you may hear people coming by, so just know that that's what you're, hear what you're hearing in the background. So we've had, we have a Instagram live series that we do every Tuesday evening, uh, time depending. But right now we're head, we're actually uh, aiming for 7 p.m. on 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. PST and PST Pacific Standard Time. And we've had today will be our fourth our fourth episode, our fourth conversation. So we've been having these conversations and we've been picking topics that were interesting to us. And and what we've realized is that there's a lot to cover and talk about, and so much work that's being done. So. This week's topic is going to be on. Um, this week's topic is going to be on performative allyship, and what that looks like, and how to spot it, and are you doing it, and just kind of looking at that from all these different angles of. Um, in 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 because um, we had talked about that it can be seen not only from uh, brands and corporations doing performative allyship moves and actions but all the way down to you yourself and your friends uh, doing these performative ally right so we're gonna break it down like what that is what it looks like or way, ways that you can 
recognize it. Mm -hmm. um, and then kind of go from there. Okay. So real quick, let's just define it. And this is just what I grabbed off the internet real quick. It says, the performative allyship is often associated with surface level activism refer referred to as slacktivism. The term gained an increased usage on social media in the wake of the George Floyd protests. Although the phrase predates the killing of George Floyd, performative wokeness and performative allyship are relative terms. So performative wokeness, performative allyship, um, slacktivism, surface level activism. Yeah. So, I think even further than that is um, continuing the harm. That's interesting. It's, okay. it's not just about, you know, this surface level. Yeah, slacktivism. Absolutely. I love those terms. Um, and I love that definition. But it's also like continuing the harm while trying to show face as if you're not the one continuing the harm. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's I think that that point is really important mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. What? So continuing the harm. So you know in the nurse in the nursing field or in the medical field they say do no harm when you're approaching any patient like you know at the minimum don't hurt the person <laughs> you know and I feel like so there was just a few of the ways that we've seen that there's been people up out there that have actually done more harm than good so there's the the lady I won't say her name but the one who you know took the screw gun and she took a picture, had somebody take a picture of her, and she was holding a screw gun to make it seem like she was helping to board up mm -hmm. uh, uh, a business. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was like a reporter, like she does, she, yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So that's a version Absolutely. of an extreme. That's an extreme version. Uh, what you would say. Uh, to show all of her viewers, all of her followers, that she's out there doing the work. She's out there helping. She's she's out there like contributing when in reality she didn't do anything at all and she took it kind of away from the people that were doing the work just took a quick little selfie and hopped in her you know expensive ass car yeah excuse my language no it's okay no well, the language is the <laughs> language <laughs> um I, that's a, i think that comes under a phrase that they that they call self-centering so um there's an article that I pulled up from uh, Elle magazine, and it talks about, you know, how the um, uh, the black square. Remember the black square. Oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember and how well. uh, I think that was one of the things that you and I kind of uh, it just kind of set us both off. Mm -hmm. And why don't you go through your uh, just real quick, the preceding few hours or so as the Black Square was coming on as a thing, because I, re I remember that day vividly for some reason, that not Absolutely. the not the day of the Black Square, but the night before Absolutely. the Black Square. At I was like up all night. Eight <laughs> like <laughs> 8 o'clock at night, 8.30 at night, I started seeing the Black Square show up on people's Instagrams. Yeah. And something told me, don't post it. And, yeah. and so go through that. So that's also like, I mean, that also comes back to like intentions versus like the, the actual re results, right? The intentions were not to... Um, drown out actual you know knowledge it was supposed to be not even from it was it was started from what like the movie industry it started from the like, uh dance uh uh I'm like i don't even remember the it was and music else. music industry music industry, the music industry started that's what it yeah. was the music industry and then somehow got morphed into almost a performance piece and that night I saw it and I was thinking and maybe this is just because I work with, in social media a lot so the first time that I saw it and I saw the hashtag I was thinking well crap if everybody's doing this then we're gonna see only black squares when we click on the hashtag we're not gonna see any of the actual resources 
that have been posted under that hashtag. So that's literally eliminating so much information that people actually need when none of us need to see the black squares. That's not important. So I immediately was like, that something's not right. So I started looking into it and then realized, I don't know, we don't, we don't know who started that really of, of, of doing that. So I ended up staying up until, I don't know, six o'clock in the morning messaging everyone that, that, I, that I follow um, that had posted it and tagged the hashtag because it so took just, away from the movement, but also in many ways yeah. that is a performative piece. That was, that was, uh, that was certain people's way of posting and showing that they support the movement, but that was the only thing that they did. So it's not necessarily that posting that in itself was bad good or bad it's not necessarily either one but it's about what else are you doing from that it was your only way of active activism posting a black square on instagram if the answer is yes <laughs> then let's let's think about that let's go a little let's dive a little bit deeper let's do a little bit more you know um and it's not that like everyone has to post all over their feet or all over their stories um you know all about the movement and, and what have you it's about what exactly are you doing if the only thing that you're doing is to just show people that you also posted the black square because that was the trending thing to do that day mm -hmm. that's the problem that's that's just for for looks that's to show face for other people um and it's not it's not coming from the heart of like wanting to be part of creating justice right mm -hmm. So a little from this article from Elle Magazine Australia, it says they posted a, a something from Twitter from a, a user named Lil, Little Sasquatch 66. It said, reminder that posting a black square on Instagram but not signing in, any petitions, mm. not donating, and not donating when you have the money to mm. is not activism in any way. It's literally participating in an Instagram challenge and doing the bare minimum. Absolutely. Do more and do better. So, you know, the black square was a mountain to get over in the very early days of, of the George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Atatiana, like all Atatiana Jefferson, say, say their names, say their names, please keep saying their names. Um, as of this post, as of June 30th, as far as I know, the killers of Breonna Taylor still have not been arrested or and only one of them has been fired and that's it and so we still need justice for brianna taylor we still need justice for the people that have been killed by white supremacists since that has happened um we still need justice and so the one of the reasons why we're doing these talks is to let everyone who listen to listens to this know we're not stopping right so this is going to continue this content is going to continue we're going to find creative ways to put things out there and tie it to people so that they continue to listen. Um, so, um, so another quote from this article saying, staying silent on racial inequality is a form of privilege and it's heartening to see a small gesture, but the unintentional victim of black squares is the critical real-time information being spread through the Black Lives Matter hashtag. Exactly. And so That's one of the exactly things exactly what that, a hashtag is. And so one of the things that you had put me up on was that even if you went into your Instagram post and deleted the uh, Black Lives Matter hashtag, it was still in the algorithm. So what you needed to do was delete the entire post. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just based on the Instagram algorithm, yeah. the safest thing to do was is to just delete the post and re repost it. And repost so it. So many people did not do that. There's oh. still so many people that still have the, the the post up with the hashtag. Yeah. It's like they totally missed it. I don't know how, but they did. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this is just like, this is just like a drop in the ocean of all, you know <laughs> what I mean? This is just like one little, one little example that we can, that we can give of the tiniest you know what I mean? The, t the smallest act of performative allyship. Mm -hmm. This is very small, small compared to like 
the other acts that actually have more more heavier like I guess a heavier impact you could say so right in 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 an example of that could possibly be a brand mm -hmm. that you let's start there let's start that, there yeah a brand that you may like mm -hmm. that puts out black lives matter right. but then you realize that you know like it was revealed recently that you know kylie jenner or some of the kardashians were posting black lives matter this that and the other but then a lot of their workers for their products are in countries in which they're being exploited oppressed uh treated wrong unfairly exploited for their labor right so if black lives matter in in the lives of marginalized people matter to you right how is it that you're okay with that right are you are you do are you an egregious offender of of performative allyship are you performative allyship at its absolute worst when you have that much power and control over over situations and money and the flow of commerce and business and and yet you allow for people like it like i remember i saw something by apple you know the executive i think the ceo of apple was saying how he he thought you know we need to fight for racial equality and i'm like but yeah but what about the what about the asian people who suffer just to make the iphones what about the the people who have to be exploited in in other you know, like african countries to mine the metal that goes into the iphone like do they do, really break it down do their lives actually matter or is it only this you know oppressed yet on a scale privileged class of african americans right. because african americans are black people in america while we are brutalized in some respect we are some of the most privileged black people in the world um so it's like you it's there's levels there's right. levels and how much harm are you going to do by saying how much harm are you doing by by doing an ad campaign worth a few million dollars saying how you support black lives matter but you have no black executives in your in your business you have no black management you have no you don't pay your employees properly you don't have certain policies exactly. in place to ensure that your employees are not being taken advantage of you know you actively um, take like amazon you actively take advantage of your employees right actively yes. actively fire people who try to organize for not even better wages just better working conditions right like i mean i think one of our conversations was how do you recognize this and sometimes it's not so obvious and that's why it's up to us to do the work because ultimately like when it comes down to companies brands businesses like they're not the ones in power the consumers we're the ones in power we give them value we make them what they are we make them popular or not popular like we decide that so our money decides that so we get to choose whether we spend our money at these places so that's our job to then make sure that wherever we're spending our money is to places that we want to spend our money so if you if you're looking at your com if you're looking at any business or any place that you spend your money now and you're being more conscious of that it, it's going to take a little bit of research because sometimes on the surface like you said these companies might be putting out advertisements they might you know have a whole social media campaign about how they're for black lives matter but dig a little bit deeper and, and a lot of times, especially it doesn't, the bigger corporations, yeah, and a lot where of, is their money going to? And a lot of times, it does, like like I think you had said something about like they're supporting Black Lives Matter, but they're also donating money to exactly the where is their money going of to? the president, right? And, and <laughs> hello, <laughs> right. do Black Lives really matter if you're supporting if your this money president? is going to the Trump campaign? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Nah, I don't know. Let's don't think know. about it. That's up to you, consumer, right? <laughs> So I'm going to say not, not so much. Yeah, for me, not so much. But 
um, that's some like again that's something to think about that's something that like we need to be looking into and doing the research a little bit more it doesn't take that much research to look into these things from you know certain companies it really does not take that much we mm -hmm. just have to do it mm -hmm. and then we can decide like okay there's absolutely always an alternative they just might not be popular but guess who makes them popular again we do so we can make a different brand popular based on them having like morals and doing the right thing and actually like being a company that you would want to support, not some big corporation that looks kind of fancy on the outside, but is actually like terrible on the inside. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So as we, as we go through this, you know, performative ally, what it looks like we, we let's let's drill back down to the, the the actual like personal go back to the people so if you bring it bring it bring okay, i wanted so to breaking it down you know, i wanted you to have read your a, brands, a read a real quote to you. yeah go ahead you can read it so it says um it's natural to feel grief shock pain and mourning for the systemic violence that marginalized communities endure but posting that you're shocked can't believe it or had no idea how bad the situation was is performative allyship as in saying you don't as is saying you don't know where to begin and so then they have a quote by rachel cargo which is somebody you should be following on instagram rachel cargo i think it's rachel.cargo mm -hmm. c-a-r-g-l-e if you're not following that instagram please pull out your phone right now and go follow her on instagram she is a, a very amazing informative resource uh incredibly intelligent person who is putting out great work um, she says, uh, and it's a quote, uh, it's, it's saying that it's wildly offensive that our pain is so far off your radar that the mention of it shocks you is it's actually hurtful to know that the news that's been keeping me up at night hasn't even been a topic of conversation in your world. Yeah, so why, why is that considered performative allyship? So to just break that down is basically it's turning it around and centering yourself again, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, instead of just like acknowledging the experience of other people and doing the research to learn more about those experiences and doing the anti-racism work within yourself to see how you're contributing to that harm, um, you're not it's almost as if you're not taking um what is it you're not taking ownership of of your part in it and you're then saying you're becoming the victim almost mm. right it's like oh well i don't know what to do i don't know where to start i had no idea well that's interesting yeah. I always say <laughs> that know? that is a place for you to start. That is, yeah. I think that that is a place for you to pull out it a piece of paper. You didn't know? Well, why didn't you know? Why didn't you, you know? know? <laughs> I think where the does that come from? <laughs> where does right? that come from? What does that say about your Just level of down. privilege? Yeah. And, and write it down. Write it out. Yes. What What is it about your level of privilege that allowed you or right. that allowed you? Your privilege allowed you to move through the world in a way in which... Right. Black pain, black suffering, indigenous pain, indigenous suffering, immigrant pain, immigrant suffering, women, you know, sexual violence in the pain associated with that, trans communities, LGBTQ communities, this, you know, uh, uh, a third world country pain and the, the stuff that people are going through in other parts of the world, all of this collective outrage pain suffering degradation oppression has been happening your entire life i don't care how old you are it's been happening your entire life how you need to pull out a piece of paper and write down how is it that you were able to move through your world and not know and not be aware and not be shocked 10 years ago 20 years ago right. five years ago you know because the only way to move forward is recognizing where you failed so that you can not continue those failures right exactly um and it's not to like just sit here and like shit on it on everyone you know like it's not to put anybody down it's just you really do need to recognize why mm -hmm. 
in order to move forward, in order order to to be better, in order to stop failing, in order to stop causing harm. You have to recognize where you're failing. That's absolutely step number one. Because your entry point into the work that you need to do comes out of the answers of those answers to those questions. Right. That's your entry point to the work. You know, you write it down. Oh, I didn't know because I don't watch that media. I've not subscribed to those streams of media. Okay, then that's your work. You need to be subscribed to these streams of media, whether it's an Instagram person that you follow or a Facebook person that you follow or a newsletter that you sign up for or a series of videos that are coming through on your YouTube or where, whatever it is. You, that's your, if you say, oh, I didn't know because I don't have any black friends. I'm not, I don't have any people in my life that are willing to share their experiences with me. Well, then that means that now you need to go and figure out how to be in spaces with people who can share this sort of information so you can know. You know, whatever your answer is to those questions is your entry point, in my opinion, to the work. You can figure out where is it I can get into this thing because people have that question, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I'm, I'm, I feel hopeless. I feel, again, centering yourself, but, but you can figure out where to start if you just answer some basic questions as to, how it is that this stuff was going on and you didn't you didn't know anything about it yeah um i mean those are two different topics a little bit right like if we're if we're really going to get into like i don't know how to start like just stop asking that question people (laughs) like there's so many different ways like wilson just said there's podcasts there's movies there's documentaries there's lectures there's workshops to go to what am I missing? There's there's YouTube videos. There's books. There's um, blogs. There's, there's seminars. Blogs, there's I mean, I just named about workbooks, fifty different things that you can look up. Literally, Google it. <laughs> Go to any of the people that Wilson and I have been. Any of the names that we've dropped, like Rachel Cargill, Layla Saeed. Um, Check your privilege. <sighs> Man, so many different Instagram. places. Um, um, and all of these. No people, white savior. You no, know, I don't want to say resources. These people are not resources. They are educators. They are providing us with not only their insight, but also their the research that they've done. But the research that they've done, we have just as much access to. So do the research as well, right? Um, but that's a whole nother subject. Performative, where the performative comes in is also that, saying, I don't know. I don't know why. Why don't you know? You can Google, what, what, did, what was it? Um, everybody, everybody knew a, f- a month ago how to make fucking, I'm sorry, how to make <laughs> no, sourdough okay. bread. Everybody figured that out, yeah. but you can't figure out how to Google some, 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 what to do or where to start. Yeah. Interesting, y'all. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's a whole nother subject in itself. But going back to the performance piece, like maybe just really asking yourself why, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where are my intentions? And like, we lie to ourselves all the time, and you can continue to lie to yourself if you want. And but I don't know. For me, it's like, even if I'm being a shitty person, like y'all, I know I'm being a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all know if you're if you're performing, if you posted the square just to fit in so that nobody would say anything, or you know that you posted the square because you actually want to do the work, and maybe that's where you thought you could start. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but continue if you're gonna continue, right? Yeah. And if you just want to be a person that does not really believe in that then don't post don't post about it because you're just lying and you're full of it and that's that's the performance piece and at that point it just is it's just very interesting yeah so i'm gonna i don't want to be mean so (laughs) let's let's move on from that but no i i think we i'm gonna read the quote that you were talking about it's from rachel pegram p-e-g-r-a-m at Rachel Pegram on Twitter. Mm. She says, it's interesting that I see people begging for guidance right now. When a few weeks ago, y'all figured out sourdough starter lickety split. Exactly. So you figured out how to make sourdough bread. Right. (laughs) And all the complexities apparently that I did, I don't know, I'm assuming to go into it. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, you know, Uh, issues of oppression and police violence and racism and 
sexism and violence against trans you folks. You forgot how to use Google. You're want you want you want us you want a god you want a savior you want a a, a, a guru. And you just want everything to be handed handed to you because mm -hmm. you don't want to actually do the work. This work is hard. It is it hard. hard. It is overwhelming at times. It is a lot of information. I understand in some senses if you don't know where to start because there's so much. But honestly, it doesn't really matter where you start. Mm -hmm. Just start. Just start. Just start doing the work. And yeah. and like you said earlier, Wilson, I completely agree. Is start with yourself. Start with yourself because ultimately you need to fix whatever it is within you to be able to recognize it outside of you as well and recognize where you're failing and how you cannot move forward to continue the harm and then better recognize when others cause harm and better recognize the companies that you're supporting that cause harm better recognize even the people that you're supporting like writers um journalists like people in the in the movie industry like all of these things that we give our money to healers mm. Right. We we All both happen to things. have met and became friends through the wellness industry. Right. So we're both yoga instructors, and I mean, so a series of, of these talks home. will definitely one will be covering <laughs> our thoughts on the vast wide world of performative allyship within the wellness industry, spiritual racism bypassing. with the spiritual bypassing, nonviolence. Uh, Nonviolence, uh, microaggressions. We're yeah. going to get into all of that. Please, yeah, just keep checking out the content. We have so much that we can talk about when it comes to that. Yeah, definitely um, all bleeds into each other, right? But just continuing to do the work on all of this. But at really asking yourself, am I, am I performing right now or am I actually doing the work? Performing can also be that you're wanting to do the work, but you're not actually doing it. Mm. Like maybe you're saying, oh yeah, no, I wanna do the work. I wanna find out about this stuff, but are you actually taking like at least 20 minutes out of your day to do a little bit of research, to learn something new? Mm -hmm. are, you, are you taking time out of your day to reflect on your own actions? Because both of those things need to happen. You need to be reflecting on yourself every day and you need to be doing, learning at least one new thing every single day. This is going to be a lifelong process. And, and instead of grasping and holding on to the ignorance and like let go of that ignorance and, and, and just, you're, we're going to have to sit in, in the yuckiness for a little bit. And that's okay, that's okay. right? Yeah. Like, we just so, have to do. So, let's, let's just cover real quick. What are the... Because there's going to be people who mean well, sure. but don't do well. Mm. So there's going to be people out there that... Oh, I, I, I would love to get involved, but I just don't feel like it yeah you know so or they just don't want to let go of the false narrative of the privilege that they feel like they have so what are you what do you think some of the let's just talk about the consequences of inaction in this moment for those that feel like as far as like performative allyship goes or just in general in general but like because the thing that that i get out of performative allyship is that it is a form of meaning it's a meaningless gesture right it doesn't but it can be one of two things it could be you actively know that you're performing but you're just doing it to most likely it's tied to money so you're just doing it to continue to make money um, or so that you don't lose money. Mm -hmm. Or it could be in a way that maybe your intentions are proper, but you're still just not, you're still just missing it. So wh right? what, what are the so consequences of not, of, of, of gesture, of, of meaningless gestures through performative allyship? Like what's, what's it, what is it gonna look like if, if, if this is what people 
you know, are we going to be here? Are we going to be in this same place in a few years? Is is that's the question. That's up to us, that's, right? That really like, is up to us. It's, it's one of those things where we need, like, as a collective, we got to just wake up and stop being sheeple. Yeah, if we continue to be sheeple and we just want to listen to this, that, and the other, like, this is where we're, we're just going to, we're continuing the cycle and we're not, we're not moving forward. We're doing the same things. It's, it's a, a moment of burst of trending topics and then they kind of all go away because we're not doing anything to move forward from where we were, right? But if we actually take advantage of this, continue the talk, to continue the research, continue to grow, then we can move forward, we can heal, we can correct, we can create a better system within our society. And that's the goal, but we all have to be putting in the work. So it's, so for, to me, it's like the people that are on the side of performing, knowing that they're, they don't give a shit. I'm less concerned about reaching those people and more concerned about the people that think that they're doing something. They have the intention of doing something well, but they're missing the bar. Because at least with those people, they, they're still open to learning. And there's, a, there's and an idea that you can right? maybe help correct. and Right. Maybe. With the other people, if we all come together as a collective, we can just phase them out because they just need our money. Mm-hmm. So if we just stop giving them our money, guess what? And our time See and our later. attention and our, exactly. and our focus. Yeah, exactly. you're right. What about if those people are your contemporaries or acquaintances or associates? I won't say they're your friends, but I'm just saying like, they're sure. not they're not people you interact with maybe. the people you interact with like sure. the like your family members they they went to a march but then now they're kind of like i don't really care and you start talking to them about what's been happening and they have no idea what you're talking about because they have not done any work or any research or anything they just you know yeah. so i mean i'm just i'm i'm kind of curious and i and i'm i'm working through this i guess we're working through this right now together is I'm just curious as to what is going to be what those people, the actions of those people, what is it going to look like six months from now? If you were doing performative allyship now and you had no intention of, how are you going to be able to spot it, not just in the brands, not just in the, the famous people or the influencers, but in the person that you work with that was BLM. That's even better. That's even better, right? Because you have a more direct connection with them. So if you're someone who's actively doing the anti-racism work, you're you're someone that's actively involved in organizations in the community, um, and you're actively doing the work, and you have others around you that you thought were actively doing the work, but now they've kind of just like slacked off or whatever, that's the best type of person. There, you have direct access to them. Mm-hmm. You can go to them, like it, you know, you can choose to go to that person, start a conversation, and truthfully, I, I mean, just my approach to it is always in, is always with compassion, regardless mm-hmm. if I want to slap the person, regardless <laughs> if I want to cuss them out. Yeah. Um, just continuing to have compassion from them, because guess what? If they're open to talking to you, that means there's they're they're already with you slightly, right? Yeah. There there there's a, there's hope and there's an opportunity for you to um, influence how they move forward. So, for me, it's important to continue that compassion with that person. Have the conversations honestly, not question them in a bad way, like why the why the f aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? But truthfully asking them, like, have you thought about, um, you know, what your next action steps are? Not asking them, like, why aren't you doing anything? You know, like, <laughs> have you thought about your, what your next action steps are? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, all, like, what all have you done so far? Okay, cool. I've done this. I've also done this. Have you looked into that? Um, I've heard about this organi- organization. Maybe we could do this together. Holding, holding each other accountable, you know? Um, there's so many ways to go about it without being like, you suck, you don't do this, you don't do that, or whatever, what have you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but definitely, like, challenging with love. Mm-hmm. Challenging your friends with love. Challenging your family with love. But also, not only with love, 
but make sure that you've done the research enough so that you can actually have that conversation. So this goes to that. It always goes back to to you. To that infamous video of I can't think of the little the young late young girl's name. Haley, wasn't it? Haley, was it Haley or something? I don't know. Yeah, it's Haley now. Some uh, she was a teenager. She's a teenager. Yeah, and she's talking to her parents, and her parents are saying some really, really seriously, deeply problematic things. And she's trying her best to, to you know, and I don't think she was trying to be performative. I think she was no. trying to. I think she was. That was an actual conversation. She was trying to have an actual conversation between her and her parents, but she just didn't have. She like she you said. She didn't have the resources. She hadn't done the research. The research. The resources. She didn't know exactly what to say because she doesn't have the background in that and not and not that you have to be a professional to have these conversations with your family mm-hmm. but if if you're gonna have a conversation especially with your parents because our parents all love to like have certain points it's like you got to be prepared you know mm-hmm. you got to be prepared to shut their shut up shut their points down so that's why the research is with important. love with love with right love. And so that they're not just saying, you know, this, that, and the other, and you're just like, well, I don't think that's right. Okay, absolutely, but your parents aren't gonna, like, nobody's gonna care if you just say, I don't think that's right. You need to have, like, actual, you know, examples, actual, you know, useful, (laughs) resourceful pieces of information that you can show them or tell them, say, like, well, what about this? If this happened, X, Y, Z, you know, like, you need to do the research to be able to have an intelligent conversation in regards to this and not just make it seem like you're having an emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. This is all, all of this work creates so many emotional reactions in all of us. Mm -hmm. And that, and so it's hard not to just come from a place like that. But in order to, at least in my opinion, in order to have, um, more deeply valuable conversations you need to do the research and as best as possible Mm -hmm. try not to just come from an emotional reaction right yes there's gonna be emotions in it yes there's gonna be emotions in it but but what doing the work means is that when you've when you've done it enough that you become competent you move from incompetent to competent right and then you move from competency to confidence right because that's how you get confident in anything you have to become competent in the thing right so and when you become confident in this information and this knowledge then when you are having the conversation there's no there will be no need to raise your voice like if you were a mechanic and somebody asks you about how to fix a car, you wouldn't scream and yell at them. You'd be like, no, this is what you have to do. You have to take this out of the car and then you have to go in there and do this and you have to move this around and this is how you, and you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have any emotional spikes in even your voices. Even if they did it wrong, even yeah. if they messed something up, you'd just be like, even oh, if it well, was a silly mistake. You'd just be like, oh, this is what you have to do. Right. Trust me, I've done it a, a thousand times. I've literally done it a thousand times and this right. is what you have to do. And if they go, well, I don't agree with you, but okay, it's, it's <laughs> okay you don't agree with me, but this, this is what you have to do in order right. to fix the car. And it's, like, it's <laughs> the same way when it comes to to knowing the, the information. It's like, right. yes, you may have to watch the same speech four or five times over the course of six or seven months because there's going to be little tiny nuggets that you pick up and there's going to be offshoots there somebody's going to say something in one of those speeches like you're going to watch a michelle alexander speech and she's going to talk about the bail system and how corrupt bail system is in america and you're going to be like what i didn't know that and then you're going to go do a whole deep dive research on how corrupt and 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 you know the bail system in America is. And you're going to be like, okay, now I know this. So when somebody starts talking to you about criminal justice reform, you can be like, yes, and the bail system is messed up. Here's how it needs to be reformed. These are, these are the little things that you're going to be able to pull out of the research when somebody says to you, all lives matter. You're going to be, like, you're going to be able to turn to them and go, hey, when you say all lives matter, this is what I hear this is what all lives matter has been how all lives matter has been hijacked and here's what the people who say all lives matter actually mean when they say it now I'm not saying that you mean that I'm not accusing you of being a racist or I'm not accusing you of of not of trying to silence black voices but the people who say it that's what they mean and when the people who say it mean it hear you say it they see you as an ally and you can go, well, I'm not an, that person might go, well, I'm not an ally of theirs. So you can go, well, 
You are Mo well, slogans that. and symbols have always been taken over the course of history, and they started out meaning one thing, and then they get co-opted and they mean something completely That's different. That's why it's so important to do the research. That's why it's so important to do the research yeah. because somebody can go, well, I agree that all lives matter, but I'm not going to say it anymore because I don't want those people to think I'm simpatico or I have sympathy for them. I'm going to stop saying it. I'm just not going to say anything. Or I'll say Black Lives Matter, but I'll definitely stop saying All Lives Matter because I don't want those people to think I'm one of them. And even if I don't think I'm one of them, if I know I'm not one of them, everybody around is going to think I'm one of them. Right. You know, that's just like you wouldn't wear a red rag hanging out of your back pocket walking through South Central LA. Doesn't mean that you're a gang member. You may just like the red rag because it, it looks cute on your outfit. But if you walk through my neighborhood with a red rag hanging out of your right back pocket, you will probably get harassed and maybe get attacked violently. Why? Because the people who see that, it says something to them. It says that person is a part of a gang. They're my enemy. Now I'm going to go hurt them or at a very minimum, I'm going to go harass them and accost them. I might even kill them. So it's like, yes, you don't agree with All Lives Matter or you don't agree with the racists who've taken All Lives Matter, but just know that when the racists hear you say that, they think you're one of them. Well, it's also, I mean, I don't know that I would agree that somebody should say, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, it's all, I think it's more about really understanding where you stand in this and understanding like you said like the connotations behind a lot of these slogans because a lot of these slogans at face value might seem good or bad to you but understanding what people mean behind when they say that is so important mm -hmm. you know like it's so Anyways. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, no, it's okay. But, um, I mean, this sounds. It's the city. The city is doing its thing. Um, but, so let's, uh, yeah. So, yeah, ultimately doing doing the, the research behind that so that you can have an intelligent and not even just intelligent, just like an informed, an informed conversation with somebody, right? Because if, and, it, and that goes on the other side as well. So like people that don't really know what they're talking about, but they're so against Black Lives Matter. But they, like a lot of the times, if you ask people to break it down, they can't even tell you why they're against these That's things. True. They can't even tell you why because they haven't, um, they haven't done any of the research. They don't, like, it's just an emotional reaction, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So really, again, coming back to the research, not only are you gonna find that performative response within yourself but or the see if you're being performative within yourself but you you'll be able to recognize it within others as you continue to do the work so let's let's go real quick because we got just a little under a little over 10 minutes left on this so um i i would say performative allyship is a double-edged sword sword and this is what I would say for it. I mean, there's so much gray area in it, yeah. right? And that's the reason why it's such a rich topic to talk about. Because right. donating is, is what you should do. Also, it could be performative. Posting is on your Instagram and Facebook, social media, Twitter, what you should do. But it can also be performative. Right. Going to protests and rallies. Both sides. Right. Speaking out in raising your voice right. both sides Absolutely. highlighting black voices both sides right. so it's it's it can it can go this it can do both sides of that sword both edges of the sword it can be the same thing you can one side it could be that you actually care and then it can also be very performative Absolutely. you know if you're reposting all of these black voices and you're seeing that it's upticking your like count and your follow count and your engagement count. And that's where it's coming from. And if that's the intent where it's coming from. That's the reason why you're posting is because you like that you've gotten more likes. <laughs> then is it, is, is it, it performative? Is it performative or, or, or is it you, right. So I think that it, it is going to be 
and, and if you're donating to a cause and then you are posting all over your social media that you donated to the cause without a link to push other people to donate to the cause or to the fund or to the whatever, the bail fund, whatever it is, then is that, you know, so it, it, right. these, are the cert these are the questions that not only you can ask yourself, but these are the questions you can ask of the people that are around you. Right. You know, like, oh, if they're telling you, hey, I donated, you need to donate. Okay, it's good that you donated. Maybe I don't have the resources yeah. right now. We are still so in the middle of a paths. pandemic and a quarantine. We're all in so many different, yeah. there's so many different paths in this movement and we, we need, there's so many different lanes and we need people in every lane. Mm -hmm. We That does that, that might mean some of us are gonna be in a few lanes, but we might not be able to all, be in all of them. We're and not, that's okay, yeah. but it's all about like how we're moving about it, right? Yeah. And like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think that, yeah, you're right. It's just. You can, you we can, can't all do it all. You, we can't all do it all. And that's okay. And that's okay. Some of us can't be at the protest because we have physical limitations, right. uh, dis disabilities where we, we are people who happen to be disabled or we can't be in large crowds because certain things affect us in certain ways. That doesn't mean that, that someone who can go to a protest every single day is more of a performer or more of a person that's in this thing because somebody who goes to a protest every day could just be going because that's just the new club that's just a new place to go hang out it's a new place to be seen right. it's a new place to take pictures doesn't necessarily mean that they're right. there you know so it's it i think that i think that if we were to come up with a with a working definition for how to spot performative allyship would be actions over time equals yes or no so if you're taking action over short periods of time maybe you're probably performing but if you're taking actions and doing work over longer periods of time sustained action sustained research sustained engagement then you're probably not just doing a performative performative piece I yeah. think that's one of the ways that we can maybe think about whether or not somebody is being performative. One or not. of them, but it's more than it's that. It's more than sure. that. It's Absolutely. more than that. But I'm I'm I trying mean, that's to. That's a huge indicator. You're it's right. a huge it's indicator. Like, were you only doing the work when it was trending, or are you continuing the work even when it's not trending? Right. That's a huge indicator. I think that's a very one of the bigger ones. Yeah. For sure. So it's going to take time for you to discover whether or not your friends your your acquaintances your influencers that you follow the brands that you follow the uh, musicians and artists that you follow whether or not they are actually performative or if they're just or if they're in it for right. real it's going to take time for you to figure it out but start noticing the trends mm -hmm. from these people right. and you can notice whether or not your 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 cousin is actually in it or if they're just performing or whether or not your favorite influencer is in it or are they just performing? Or whether or not your favorite musician or actor is in it, or whether or not your favorite brand like Coca-Cola or Doritos or Sprite or Verizon is in it, or is just just a campaign. It's just, just a 90-day campaign that they've initiated to right. show, you know? Right. So. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, we're getting close to our time any any last words about oh let's just talk about what we have coming up for like the next few minutes what is what is the what is the plan here so our goal is really just to bring these different topics to you guys right so they all kind of bleed into each other and sometimes it's going to be hard for Wilson and I to keep it within <laughs> one realm um, because they really do, I mean, all of these facets of our life kind of bleed into each other, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, it, you know, the biggest thing right now in the news is the focus on police brutality. And that is a huge thing, but at the same time, in so many different ways, it's a, it's a drop in the ocean, right? So, um, we, we will probably at some point, no, we will definitely at some point talk about police brutality and, and we'll, our main discussion will be more focused on 
um, defunding the police and exact and breaking that down. But um, we also want to talk about you know all the other ways that racism seeps in and 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 all the other ways that that it affects us as a society, um, all the other systems that it's ingrained in, including ourselves, um, all the other different ways that we can be better, do better, be more involved. Um, we, we really want to talk about so many different facets that maybe other, other people aren't exactly talking about, right? Mm -hmm. um, and just continue these conversations. So. Um, our hope is eventually maybe maybe some of you will send us questions. I mean, we get questions all the time anyways, especially mm -hmm. being in the wellness space. Um, we're both people in these spaces that a lot of people come to and ask questions and whatnot. So th a lot of those questions are, um, are things that we turn into topics of discussion just within ourselves. So... Um, know I hope eventually this can be more of like an interactive situation but we definitely just want to keep keep the momentum going keep the conversations going um, and keep fig finding ways to be more involved ways to be active organizations to get involved with um, and just ways to be better overall yeah, yeah. I think that um yeah, the, the t some of the topics that we have lined up, defund the police, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about ahimsa, nonviolence, how that looks within wellness and also within your daily life. We're going to talk about, um, you know. To break down and define whiteness, white privilege. White privilege, um, and like white what saviorism. That looks, what that looks like. White fragility. White fragility. Yeah, we have... Uh, white passing, BLM movement, you a know. A lot of these things just need to be, to, we just want to break them down. Yeah, and There's we want to. So arguments against them, but breaking it down is really what it comes down to. And I, I think one, one of my goals, and I know Megan has a, a, a her own set of goals, but one of my goals is to really focus on practicality of steps that people can take and, and things that they can look at in their daily lives that will, you know, prompt them as they move throughout their daily lives to be more aware of all of these different things, whether it's people who are passing, whether it's white privilege, you know, whether it's performative allyship, whether it's wh whatever it is that, that someone is doing, um, you know, being a healer, that's our that's our industry so we're not just going to talk about healing but we're going to talk about anybody who's in a space where they're in front of people in their teaching or leading or helping influencing influencing you know we can definitely talk about racism in the influencer world mm -hmm. i mean so many spaces that we can go into um yeah. but yeah just uh yeah, so much that we can do. So for our, for our, what do I want to say? For the ways to get in touch with us or the ways to follow us. So what's your Instagram? I'd rather yoga. I'd rather yoga. Um, and then for me, it's Wilson Holtz. Last name is spelled H-O-L-T-S. So follow us on Instagram. That's usually where I am mainly. I, I, I don't really have a Twitter, and I'm not really on Facebook. So. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping it simple. We're, we're, at, and we're gonna <laughs> talk about the, the world, the rabbit hole, the universe that is social media arguing. I think, that, I think that's gotta be a topic that we talk about in like the perils and perils and traps of, of just like arguing with friends and family on, on social media and how that's just not, and what does that look like? And is, is, can you win? Can you ever win arguing with friends and family on Facebook um, or Twitter or Instagram? So we'll get into all of this. Thank you guys so much for Thank taking the you. time to, for hanging out with us. And um, again, we do a weekly Instagram live show on, uh, on Instagram. Um, follow at I'd Rather Yoga every Tuesday around 7 p.m. So come check that out. And... Um, 
thank you guys for your time and that's our show we'll see you guys next time thank you friends all right bye